The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. They went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. And he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. When someone is treated as a means to an end, he or she is objectified. The person is treated as a thing. For example, a high school classmate of mine got a new job at a local ice cream shop, and he suddenly became very popular because he gave free ice cream. People weren't drawn to him because the work made him smarter or more charming or more passionate. No, people liked him just because he gave free ice cream. This poor guy was being used. He was a means to an end for my classmates to satisfy their urge for ice cream. In a sense, he was no longer a person but a dispenser. And as long as he kept up with the free ice cream, people hung around him. But the moment he was fired, obviously, people did not even know his name. Now, there are worse forms of objectifying people, but when someone is treated as a means to an end, there are only two outcomes, to be used or destroyed. This is why the unclean spirit is so afraid. The unclean spirit believes Jesus primarily has come into the synagogue to destroy him. The unclean spirit is so evil, he will only objectify people. People exist for his deathly ends. They are only there to satisfy his urge. And what's worse, this unclean spirit thinks Jesus has come to get rid of them so he can use people too. That is the line of questioning. But Jesus' primary reason is not the unclean spirit. Jesus hustles into the synagogue to proclaim the kingdom of God has come as a person to restore persons. The kingdom of God is a person. It's Jesus Christ. And today, his primary reason is another person. 
the man with the unclean spirit. Unfortunately, when we fixate only on the exorcism, we treat the man as a means to an end. We objectify him. And since the man only exists to serve our fascination with power and making the bad guys pay. Now, it's easy to do because the man's identity is so fused with the unclean spirit, you could actually translate verse 23 as a man in an unclean spirit rather than a man with an unclean spirit. While both are true, a man in an unclean spirit pictures how the man is so covered by evil it is hard to see him. When it's hard to see the person, it's easy to objectify the person. However, Jesus sees the man through sin and evil. Jesus enters into the synagogue primarily to deliver him from evil. Now, don't get me wrong, the exorcism is a big deal, but it only serves as a means to an end. The unclean spirit simply gets in the way of the most profound truth of the Bible passage. The man who was barely discernible as a man is now fully alive. He is as he is meant to be, as God made him. Jesus hasn't primarily come to destroy the unclean spirit, but to forgive people's sins so they can live holy lives. The misconception that Jesus' primary job is destroying unclean spirits and showing power can manifest itself in a variety of ways. But one of them is in the form of puritism. Puritism isn't concerned for people, but with rules that mainly squelch desire and joy to enforce appropriate behavior. For puritism, people are only worth anything if they fit within the rules of good behavior. But once they sin or misbehave, then they are discarded, banished, or shunned. Jesus has not primarily come to destroy unclean spirits or set up rules, but to forgive the sinner, set the conscience free, release the possessed, and give life abundantly. Jesus wants people to live, to be fully alive. And the antidote to treating people as objects, the antidote to treating people as a means to an end, is love. If we were to follow Jesus throughout the entire book of Mark, we would see Jesus stopping at nothing to make people, people. To put it another way, Jesus will stop at nothing to make every last person who is in sin to be, child, to be a child of God. Love is pictured in the crucifixion. And in Mark chapter 10, the rulers of this world, Jesus says, use people for themselves. Rulers treat people like objects. But among the church, it will not be so. The Son of Man came to serve by giving his life as a ransom for many. Rather than using people, treating them like objects, Jesus loves people by giving his person to them. 
Jesus is the person who's fully in the Holy Spirit, who uses his body to love persons rather than use a person for himself. And the same is for Christianity. Christianity is a person. It is Jesus Christ, and the church is Christ fully alive in persons, in people. And the church fully alive means loving people precisely as people, not as objects. The church serves this primary end, that each person finds Christ in order that Christ may walk with each person to and in the path of holy life, that is, eternal life. Now, as what divides people becomes calcified in our society, it will be easier to treat people as objects and see our main work as exerting power over the bad guys by enforcing rules and behavior. However, we must see with the eyes of Christ. We must follow our Lord in seeing a person, a person created by God, a person redeemed by Jesus' own holy body and precious blood, a person destined for a holy life in the Holy Spirit. When someone is seen like this, like a person, not as a thing or a category, they will experience the first step in being loved by God, a love no one can ever live without. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.